0: Alrighty guys, hello and welcome back to episode 5 of Feminist Fangirl Podcast with Emma. I am your host, Emma, as per usual. Um, oh man, I was trying not to say um, and I already said um, jeez, because I have to edit so many of them out, like, I know it sounds like I probably say a lot already in the episodes, but I swear I am editing out, like, 80% of the ums, um, uh, (laughs) like that in my freaking episodes, but welcome back. Today, I've decided to do a little more of a casual podcast because unfortunately, I did not get to the proper research that I wanted to do, but originally I wanted to I wanted to do an episode about COVID-19 and how that has affected feminism as like a social movement as an ideology and all that jazz but I didn't get to the proper research this week but we will do that next week and I'm looking forward to it and this week I have decided to last minute talk about Batman and the Sims which is like two of my favorite things one of them I am definitely going through a phase right now aka Batman the Sims is something that i I have played since grade six. It has been one of my favorite games. To be honest, it was kind of what, I would say it was like my first game that really got me into like gaming. It was like the first game that I played like hardcore, not necessarily as a child playing a games, but like as a, I don't know, as someone who enjoys video games, you know, like as a gamer. So that was kind of like my first introduction to video games was The Sims, other than just like, I don't know, like Lego games as a kid on your Xbox that your parents bought you, but you didn't quite like, I don't know if it was the same for you as it was for me, because maybe, maybe some kids were more into the actual knowledge of video games, but my mom never really liked video games. Uh, she's not a video gamer herself, so when she never really had a console for just herself, so I really had no knowledge of video games when I was a kid from her because she that's just not something she was into so all the information that I got from it was either from like the internet or television or like at a friend's house or from a friend and I played Batman Lego for the first time at a friend's house and I can't remember why I wanted an Xbox but I wanted an Xbox for one Christmas so we do have an Xbox that my mom got me for Christmas one year oh well technically it was santa but i think most of us know the real secret about santa is that he's just a horny old man just kidding (laughs) i can't believe i just said that i don't know if horny is a bad word or not i don't think it is i don't think horny is a bad word i don't think i'll have to bleep that out oh speaking of yeah no we're not losing track right now but i had so i had an xbox at some point but i went over to my friend's house to play batman lego that's that's where we were on i am so sorry i completely lost track of what i was talking about there but i fell in love with the game made my mom go out and buy it for me that makes me sound like a really demanding child my mom was probably annoyed by how much i was talking about it and took me out to go and buy it <laughs> Question mark, if that makes me sound like less of an annoying child. And then we bought it and played it, and me and her played that That played that played together so much. We would always get Boston Pizza takeout. I'd always get the Bugs and Cheese, of course. And if you don't know what Boston Pizza is, it's just like a family restaurant. I don't know if they have it in America, but it definitely is in Canada. But it's got, like, pasta and pizza. It's just kind of like a g- generic family restaurant because they also have, like, chicken fingers and fries. So it's just, like you know, a nice family restaurant, a little, a little pricey for what you get, but they've got a lot of options on the menu and it's like decently convenient, but we would always get Boston pizza and play Batman Lego. So that's like one of my favorite video games of all time, probably because of nostalgia, because nostalgia, nostalgia and feelings, they hinderance your intelligence on things. Learned that from my philosophy teacher, actually. Where was I going? Oh yeah, I was just talking about The Sims and Batman. But like, the only reason that I knew that I wanted that game, or I can't remember why I wanted the Xbox, I, I really can't, but the only reason why I really wanted to start playing Batman Lego in the first place was because like I had the experience of playing it at my friend's house, or slash... Yeah, I think it was her house. It was for her birthday that I was over there and played it, but it was because I had that experience with my friend, which is why I wanted to go out and buy it. So it wasn't more or less because I wanted to play the video game. It was that I wanted to have fun, and a way of doing that was through the video games. But I wasn't, as a child, I wasn't into video game systems or video games, but that changed in grade six when I got The Sims. Now, why I got The Sims. I also played The Sims 3 as a kid. This is all coming. Now, now all the memories are coming back to me. But I played The Sims 3 with this older kid that was kind of babysitting me, I guess. And she played The Sims with me Well, I watched her play The Sims. And she she told me she was going to let me make some choices, but she never actually did. And she said that her Sim was like the prettiest Sim on the planet. I have to say, but this is because everyone has their own personal view of beauty. So maybe it was beautiful to her. And that's fair and valid. But I'll tell you, I was like, this is as like, I think, what grade was I in? I think this was like grade one or before grade one. I really can't remember. But, so, this is like a six or eight, six to eight-year-old in my head. I'm thinking, like, that is one of the ugliest Sims I have ever seen in my life. Anyways, I just thought it was really ugly. But she thought it was pretty. Everyone's, everyone's standard of beauty is different, and it's totally valid. But after, like, watching her play it, I really wanted to try to play it because it looked really fun, and she was having a lot of fun playing it. So, of course, I wanted to try it. And we did have a laptop at the time, so my mom went out once again and we got The Sims 3, and I was playing Sims 3, like, <laughs> way before the recommended ages, because it's technically a teen game, because it does deal with some, some you know, like, sexual content, and yada yada. But, you know, if you don't, as a kid, if you don't know what it is, you don't know what they're doing, so it doesn't seem like it's that bad. Because I just wouldn't understand what they were doing when they would go onto the couch and have all the hearts explode. So it was, it was really fine until like, you, you know, once you learn about sex and you're like, oh my, that's, that's what they were doing. Oh my, oh, but I did play Sims 3 when I was in elementary school. But once again, it's because I wanted the experience of fun, not necessarily because it was, uh, it wasn't because I was into video games or, or video gaming stuff. Now, this leads into, wow, I'm already like almost... I think we're, like, about seven minutes in. It might not be seven minutes into the podcast because I do got to do a little bit of editing. But all I've been talking about is how I got into The Sims and Batman and Lego. This is hilarious. I hope you guys are enjoying to me talking about this. But, in, so, starting in, like, uh, oh, this, everything ties in together. This is actually hilarious. I'm just realizing so many things. So, because of me and my mom trying to play, like, Batman Lego, I wanted to do, like, the complete 100% completion. But I wasn't that good at video games because I didn't play them very often. I basically only played some Kinect games because of the 360 Connect. So, like, you know, like, the Kinect Sports or the Connect Adventure. And then I would play Batman Lego and then Sims 3 on and off depending on... Because it's Sims is a game you either get really into or you're not into it at all. So, it's like... I would play it a lot for, like, a week, and then I wouldn't touch it for a couple of months type of thing. And I still carry that with me to today, but... So I started watching videos, specifically this guy named Blitzwinger, which he is still kicking, and it's so fun. It's so fun to watch YouTubers that you watched in elementary school or middle school still kicking it around on YouTube. It's so fun. But I watched this guy named Blitzwinger who did a lot of tutorials on how to complete the Batman Lego game, and so... That got me started into watching gamer videos. So I started getting into so many different gamers, watching gaming videos on YouTube. That was kind of when I was like late elementary school and in middle school, that was almost the prime for like Minecraft YouTubers or at least the classic ones. I don't know what Minecraft YouTubers these days look like, but I was I was so into, um oh, I forget his name, but this guy would do like battle royale type Minecraft games. I would watch Stampy Cat all the time. Stampy Cat was so good. <laughs> and then the game theor- the game theorists. Game theories. Those were those were so good. Oh, and then I would also watch so Matt Pat is the guy who has the channel called The Game Theorists. I think that's what it's called. And so he would do like game theories, but he would also do live streams on YouTube. And I loved those live streams. And then he also posted all of the live streams on GT Live, which was like game theory live. Awesome. Anyway, so Late elementary school, beginning of middle school, I started watching so many YouTubers, and then I discovered one YouTuber who played The Sims. Oh! Stampy Cat, yeah, it was Stampy Cat. So Stampy Cat played The Sims. Oh, and then there was this other girl that I watched, Cupquake. She was also playing The Sims, too. Okay. So Stampy Cat and Cupquake were playing The Sims, and then all of a sudden The Sims 4 came out, and I was like, what? I was actually around when The Sims 4 came out, which was wild. It actually wasn't that long ago. I'm making it sound like I'm really old and that this, this was some sort of thing that happened like a long time ago. But I was I was around and kicking it when Sims 4 came out, which is kind of wild because it has been out around for a while. And there is rumors that Sims 5 might be coming out like in the next years, in the next few years or so, which is kind of wild, um, but I loved The Sims 3, and Sims 4 looked freaking wild, because The the Sims actually got to feel emotions, and I loved that concept so much, so we went out, I went out with my mom again, and I got me, I can't remember if I bought it this time, I think I did, because once again, I was in grade six, this is my first year of middle school, I was, I was maturing, or it could have been a Christmas gift. I actually can't remember. But I got The Sims Sims 4 plus an expansion pack because there's millions and millions of expansion packs for The Sims. But this was actually the first expansion pack that came out for The Sims 4 and I had no idea. But I guess that would make sense because this was actually, I got it around the time that it newly came out. So it makes sense that there was only one expansion pack at the time. It's called Get to Work, one, considered one of the worst ones. I still really enjoy it because I like running my own business, uh, it's, a re- it's a really fun pack, it just doesn't have a lot of content compared to quality content, it, it has a lot, lot less content compared to the other ones and a lot less quality content compared to the other packs, but it's still really good. And then yeah, so I got that and that's how I started playing The Sims 4 and now I play, I have put in way too many hours into that game, it's actually ridiculous. I don't even want to... I would tell you, but I'm embarrassed. I am genuinely embarrassed by the amount of hours i put into The Sims 4. And then... So why am I talking about The Sims 4 on a feminist podcast? That might be a good question Why, um, that some of y'all might be thinking about. The Sims 4 is actually a very progressive game. And I never really, like, realized that playing it as a kid or playing it even in middle school. But a lot of the games at the time didn't have any lgbtq representation at all and in the sims so in the sims if you don't know what the sims is i guess i should explain what this game is if i'm going to be talking about it you get to essentially like create these characters it's like a life it's a real life simulation is what they call it it's a simulation game sorry i'm just realizing that i think the podcast is quiet again and it makes me mad i'm like why can't you just sound nice but i'm just gonna try to move closer to the mic again my mouth is literally on that mouthpiece right now but I want the best sound quality for you guys, uh, oh my god, Uh, but The Sims is like a life simulation game, so you essentially get to make characters from scratch, you get to make them look how you want them to look, and depending on the game, because there's four Sims games, Sims, The Sims, Sims 2, Sims 3, Sims 4, and they each have, like, a different type of character creation and house creation, and I think over the years, generally, it does get better, but some of the older games do have kind of, like, nicer designs. And the third game has this awesome feature where you get to actually change the swatch of different items, which means that you can change it to essentially any color or, that you want or different patterns, which they don't have in The Sims 4. So sometimes you'll, like, want two items in a room, and you want them to match, but one's just, like, ever so slightly off than the other one and you can't change the swatch and it's so frustrating but yeah each of the sims has different like customizations or whatever but they're all kind of like essentially the same so you like create your characters you can dress them up however you want and then you can go and you essentially just play like a real life simulation like you go and you buy a house you can create this house from scratch you can get a job there's a couple of lots like because it um there's two towns that Sims 4 starts with. I'm not too sure about Sims 3. It's been a very long time since I played that, but these towns already have pre-built houses or pre-built gyms or like a pre-built library. Like there are actually like these little cities or towns and you can, as, as your sim that you've created, you can go and you can travel around to these different places, go and talk to other default sims that are in the game or sims that you've created and you've placed in these towns. And if you're not interested in, like, actual life simulation or pretending to be a different character or making these characters, there's actually a lot of building options. So, a lot of people use Sims just for building. So, like, you can, like, design a house. You can completely, like, there's, um, there's actually... There's actually three cities. I am so sorry. But one city is called Newcrest and it's just completely blank. But that's awesome for people who like building because you're literally given like a completely blank platform and you can build up your own town from scratch, making your own houses, making your own lots like a gym because you can make public lots as well. And there's a bunch of different options for it and you just have to meet the requirements. But yeah, you can make public places as well and it's really really fun and the different expansion packs add different types of gameplay so depending on what kind of game gameplay you like you can choose the the expansion pack that you want cuz there's a lot of expansion packs with what they call occult sims so that's sims that stray from like regular humans so there's this one that's literally just called vampires, but it comes with, like, vampires as an occult sim, so that means that they're different from humans, so they have, like, powers, their needs are actually different, so instead of eating, they have to um, consume plasma in some way, which n- doesn't always have to be humans. You can be a non-human-eating vampire in The Sims. It's awesome. So, yeah, that's what The Sims is. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's so fun. I've consumed so many hours into it. I love... Basically all concepts of it, concepts of it. I love the creating a sims. I love creating a wardrobe for them and their outfits. I love just playing and having like goals. So I like to do like the different playing challenges. So you kind of have like a goal that you have for your sims life. So one of the, one of the most popular ones, which I've actually never tried, is like the 100 baby challenge where you create a sim and you try to make them have 100 babies. It takes a while, which is why I've never tried it. And it's just not the type of gameplay that I like to do, but I've done the Legacy Challenge, which (laughs) I say that the 100 baby challenges is too long, but I did the Legacy Challenge. But the Legacy Challenge is essentially you have a family, you're just trying to like make the family go as long as possible. And what I like to do for it as a a little thing for myself is I try to accomplish every single aspiration for a member of the family. So the Sims, like, each Sim can have an aspiration, which is, like, what they want to do with their life, essentially. And there's, like... I don't know how many there are, but, with, but there's different aspirations that can come with different expansion packs, and I think in total with my expansion packs that I had, I think there's 24 aspirations, so I wanted to have 24 members of this family and have them all complete uh, one of the aspirations, which is totally awesome. It was really fun to do that. Still doing it. I'm still in the middle of doing it, actually. I still have that game saved. But yeah, that's how I, it's like, I, so I also enjoy playing Sims that way. I also very much enjoy building. I've worked on so many different new crests where I was like, Ew, I'm going to build the most aesthetic town ever. But then I end up not liking the aesthetic and then I start over. So I also really like building. That's, that's been really fun. And of course I love making, like, I'm such a nerd. I am literally such a nerd. I am so nerdy in every single possible way ever. I am now realizing, and if, If only grade 6 me could see me now, she would be gooped. (laughs) Because I told myself I would never watch anime, and here we are. I'm literally staring at an anime board that I built with a bunch of different anime characters So, yeah, but I tend to switch between the three different types of playings in Sims, like building Sims, playing and just building buildings, because I tend to get a little bit bored if I do the same thing over and over again. And especially with the lifestyle playing one that can get a little monogamous, a.k.a. like you're doing just the same things over and over again, like going to work. Eating, going and talking to Sims. So it's nice to have like a little bit of a break and it's it's awesome how there's so many different ways that you can approach this game. Like it's very much a game that you play however you like to play games it's awesome and that's why there's so many different expansion packs i think because it's really based around what you want to play like a lot of the expansion packs are very theme central because if you like the theme then you're gonna buy that over a theme that you don't really like okay enough boasting about the sims i'm not sponsored by them they don't they don't deserve no just kidding they do deserve my praise it's a very good game But now, why would I be talking about The Sims on a feminist podcast? Well, number one, it's my podcast, so I get to talk about whatever I want to. Number two, it's actually a very progressive game, as I said earlier. (laughs) Yeah, but continuing what I was talking about. Now, I don't know if there was gay couples allowed in the first game or the second game, because I did not play those games. I've watched gameplay on them. But it's mostly been building gameplay, so once again, I can't quite really say. But this game was... The first game was released in the 2000s, which, honestly, not... Still more progressive, obviously, than previous times, but still not the most progressive. I mean... Let's see. Yeah, so, like... Um, Same-sex marriage in the United States wasn't expanded uh, for all the states until 2015, which is kind of crazy. And I will say, um, progression, I've been noticing, especially with COVID and the internet and the mass spread of technology and especially, like, communicative technology or communication technology, the, like spike of liberalness and and not necessarily we're talking about liberal as in like a political ideology well it is still a political ideology we're not talking liberal as in left or right ring we're talking liberal as a political ideology yeah so when i say liberal as a political ideology i mean liberal in a sense that we are broad-minded and someone who believes that social and like social change is very important and that political change is very important and it's someone who has yeah I guess is considered to more have more of a broad mindset and is wanting to change something that's in the system rather than staying traditional to the system and staying with traditional ideas so I guess in a sense you can look at it uh, at least in Canadian politics as you know conservatism versus liberal i guess that kind of can be applicable just because of left versus right wing but i'm not necessarily talking about politics when i say liberal i'm just talking about like a liberal ideology cuz i ain't i ain't saying the sims 4 is connected to the liberal party of canada or nothing i'm just saying it's kind of it's kind of been more liberal than other video games for the time so but yeah even in the 2000s things weren't certainly that liberal as i was saying i find that the like liberal ideology and liberal ideas have kind of been um like when you look at a graph it's not like a diagonal line going up it's like one of those swoops which <laughs> I'm making out the shape with my finger and as I'm explaining it I'm thinking it's making sense but it's most likely probably not but if you have if you know what I mean if you've ever studied a graph instead of doing like you know a steady progression it's doing that fast progression so it it does like uh you know it does like uh a swoop <laughs> on the graph, and I think that's just because, especially with COVID, people spend a lot more times, a lot more time, sorry, at home and on technology. And then, because technology is advancing so so fast, communicative technology, like we're allowed to reach inf- we're able, not allowed, we're able to reach information faster than ever before. We're able to contact people from places around the world instantaneously and I'm sure that's something you've heard a million times but it's just crazy how easy information is to access especially in a society where there's limited censorship because obviously you don't have broad access to information if your government is censoring you and your internet and your books but when there's not a lot of censorship it's it's crazy the information that we all have access to and I think that's why there's been a lot more liberal movements. And, and why it's progression is progressing faster or why liberal ideas and stuff are progressing faster is because people have this access to the Internet. So we're able to receive information from voices and in- individuals that I think would have been not heard heard about if we didn't have that platform of the Internet because they're they they do not get their voices in politics. As we see, like even even with women, there's like barely any women in power still there's barely any minority groups in power uh, for politics and stuff so their voices no- don't really get to get don't get to be heard but with the internet and its resources and stuff we get to hear more minority voices and, and stuff and which is i think is beautiful and i think it's awesome and i think seeing this progression and stuff is great but yeah that's why the 2000s i think were quite less of a liberal time than even let's say, like starting from, I think there is a huge gap from even 2000 to 2021 for liberalness and liberal minded people and liberal ideas. So it does, it does make sense that the 2000s were still a little laggy and behind because that was like the first introduction into like kind of the new technology that we've been using. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool that The Sims was a more progressive game. Because even when, I was in grade 1. That would have been that would have been in the 2000s when I was in grade 1. I was playing The Sims 3 and I was able to have same-sex couples, which I think was great because that type of representation during that time was nowhere to be seen. I, you know, like even in the early 2000s, the, like gay people, at least in medias, video games, movies and stuff, it was quite the rarity. And when it was on it was almost it was like to be a joke like as in friends like it's great that they have ross's ex-wife being a lesbian i honestly love that but it's kind of there as a joke you know like ross is such a not ladies man that even his ex-wife just had to be a lesbian and then they're always just kind of like the butt front like they're always the front of like I think I love their characters in it. I love their characters. I don't think they're necessarily a joke. I forget their names right now. Uh but Ross's ex ex-wife and her partner and friends. But they were always like they are always some they were always a part of like some sort of joke I always found anyways. And that and that their situation was always kind of made fun of instead of actually just like I don't know like being characters. But I think Sims is a really cool game because yeah, like there wasn't that much representation out there. And as a and as a young person who is, you know, questioning themselves and que- questioning their sexuality, I think representation is extremely important and I think that representation in children's media and children's stuff is very important because it's good for them to know that what they're feeling is normal and what they are feeling is okay versus having to go through all that struggle and self-hatred, and, yeah, it's not fun. Internalized homophobia, not fun. Would not wish that upon anyone. And which is why representation is great, because even if some kid has, like, grown up their whole life thinking that being gay is awful, if it's on TV and there's just this casual, like, gay couple on, like, some sort of kid's television show, it shows that it is okay, because it is. And you can't help that you're gay, and you can't help... Anyways, so... I love the sims for that and then for the sims 4 at first they didn't always have this but they've actually done a lot of progression with uh, not like representation in non-binary individuals and transgender individuals so this got it was an update they didn't always have this into the game but i'm really glad that they did this update in the sims 4. so when you are now creating a sim you can now choose if they can pregnate people or get pregnant and if they pee standing up or sitting down and then so that'll like kind of decide what their body types more are like. But then you can also have preferences for clothes or preferences for how you would like to show your gender, which I think is great. So, like, let's say you can technically have a transgender individual in a sense that you can say that they can technically they can technically get pregnant, but they choose to, like, you know, they choose the more masculine appearance. Therefore, that would be a trans male because they would have the biological parts of a female, but they are a man, and they present masculine. So that's, like, totally cool, and they have a lot of more... Like you can choose, they have categories for feminine and masculine clothes, which I don't get mad at because I understand that masculine and female feminine bodies are different. And that, that makes sense just because of biological differences, right? Cause you know, like waistlines are different, uh, shoulder sizes are slightly different, hip, hip sizes are different, Just general, like, height and stuff is different, so it makes sense that masculine pants would technically be longer or have more, you know, space in the genitals area. (laughs) So it makes sense that there's, like, differences in masculine and feminine clothes. I just don't think that there should be necessarily, like, women and, like, man clothes. I don't think that skirts are, like, women's clothes and that they should only be in women's sections. I think that... Yes, to make sure that clothes fit better, they can have a more feminine or masculine cut. But that doesn't necessarily make them men or women's clothes. Because anyone can wear them. Uh, What you wear for your clothes. Because we like to just gender everything. We really like to gender everything. And I'm getting into this again. Because this is what I always get into. Always. Feminist freaking podcast. We're going to talk about gender roles. Oh, yeah. So the clothes in The Sims. They have, like, women and male clothes, and... But most of the time, like... So, there are... Yeah, so there's man and female clothes, but you can easily choose both for any individual... For any sim that you create. You can choose both styles. 100%. And, And honestly... It's really cool because it is mostly, like, based off of... You can see it. It's mostly based off of body shape because, like, the feminine clothes kind of do look a little bit weird on the masculine bodies just because you can see that they're kind of more cut for a feminine body. Like, they're usually, like... I don't know. The, the pecs, the male pecs look really weird in the female shirts for some reason on the Sims. I don't know what it is, but it just makes it look like they have mini boobs instead of them just looking like they have pecs that are like being like, I don't know, like too tight in a shirt or something. I don't know. But yeah, so that's the Sims and that's kind of how it's like a slightly more progressive game. And I really love it. It's such a fun game. I love, I love all the gay couples you can have on there. And, they also did an update, which I really, really like. But uh, one of the new building options in the Sims four, you can actually have like pride flags and they're and they're uh, there's different pride flags, and they're the genuine pride flags. so you can have like a you know, like an oh, I don't want to say like normal pride. like I don't know the gay pride flag question mark, the like the rainbow pride flag. So there's that option, but there's also like the transgender option, the asexual option. There's a bisexual option. It's really awesome. And you can have like these different flags in your house, as well as in the clothing, there's actually like pride t-shirts that you can choose And so there's one with, like, a heart that's all rainbow. It's really awesome. And in conclusion, we stand The Sims. And it was kind of one of the first... Well, it it was the first game that kind of really got me into gaming. Because after I got The Sims, uh, that was the first game that I really played, like, religiously. I played it almost... When I first got it, I played it almost every day for a couple of months. Like, I was really hooked. And then after that, I... Started to play some games on my Xbox, and I kind of, like, got into a little gamer thing. And then grade 9... And grade, wait, grade seven happened first, which grade seven me went through my feminine phase where I was like, oh my gosh, I got to do everything female, blah, 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 so that I don't get bullied. And so I basically, at that point, I was rejecting anything masculine, and for some reason I did consider video games to be more of a masculine thing, so I actually stopped playing video games. I also stopped watching all of my gaming YouTubers. It was kind of sad. Because I love watching that stuff, I've come to realize. (laughs) And it doesn't make me less of a freaking woman because of it. And then I got my Switch when I was going into grade 10, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I got my Switch when I was going into grade 10, and that just basically re-kicked my complete gamer status, because I got Smash Bros, which I was addicted to, Fire Emblem, which which I was addicted to, and as of right now, I'm, like, replaying all of my old Lego games, honestly. I've been playing my Xbox a lot, because I just got a bunch of Arkham, like, the Batman games, like, the Arkham games. I got, like, Arkham... Oh, I didn't get Arkham Knight, unfortunately, because that's the one with Jason Todd, which is my favorite Robin. But that's for uh, that's for newer systems, but not the Switch, because they're not on the Switch, unfortunately. So, not Arkham Knight, but I got, like, Arkham Origins, Just Arkham, and then Arkham Asylum, I think, is the other one. So, I got three of them at one of my, like, local video game stores called Blast from the Past awesome dude there he's so friendly i don't know if he's the owner or not but there's the same dude that works there the couple of times that i've been there and i'm pretty sure he's the same guy that also owns this one cd store or at least like It works there because I saw him there too anyways he's such a nice guy but yeah so I play the Batman games on my Xbox now too so I'm definitely I do consider myself a gamer just got a gaming laptop like a real gaming laptop which is why I'm record finally getting to record this episode because my laptop finally came in it came in like two weeks later than it said it was going to and the guys at the store were just being like well, it's shipped, but I don't know when, so I don't know when it's gonna come in, and I was like, man, I just want my laptop, guys, I just, I just wanna, I just wanna, duh, <laughs> record a nice episode, I just, I just wanna play some more video games, anyways, I've been very much looking forward to this PC because, this new gaming PC, because I also play first person shooters i'm very into them i got i've been playing this one called paladins which isn't very well heard of since to since I, since i first got my switch cuz it's a free to download game so i got it when i was going into grade 10 and i've been playing it ever since i am now in my first year of university and I got Overwatch a ca cu- oh, I guess about a year ago, to be honest. That seems crazy. Maybe just under. And I've been, I also play over, mm, yeah, I also play Overwatch. And, but the thing is, I play them on my Switch, and it's really hard to play a lot of the characters on controller basically all you can play is like some of the tanks well on controller so I'm really excited to try them on the laptop Um, it'll be fun it'll be really fun so I'm really happy that this came in and we didn't get much to talking about Batman but I'm gonna have to wrap up this episode soon but yeah I guess I can talk about the Batman video games to kind of keep on the video games topic but I've been playing I don't have apparently there's a third Lego Batman which I need to get but I, I have Lego Batman like the first one just called lego batman and then i have lego batman 2 i forget what it's called but it has something else to the title but they are such fun games and i really do have that like nostalgia connection to the first one so i do like the first one better even though the second one is kind of more fun to play because you actually get to run around and explore gotham versus the first one just takes place in the Batcave cave and you can only access basic levels so there's really not that much exploring but in the second one, there it's like an open city Arkham where you run around, and you have to like go to the back cave to access the levels. But it's really fun. I really like enjoying the. I really do enjoy the running around and kind of having more freedom. But the first game, well, the first way it's just gold. It's just gold. I love it, and there's just something about. The Lego games before they had voices, that's just so classic about them. Because the first one doesn't have voiceovers, but the second one does. There's really not much we can talk about feminism-wise, I don't think, with the Lego Batmans. But maybe I should play some and start looking for it and prove myself wrong. Because I bet you I could find something through a feminist lens. I guess, like, in a sense, you could say that it's homophobic that they don't have Jason Todd in the two of them. I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not homophobic. Um, I guess you could say that it's rude that they don't have Jason Todd in this, in this, in any of them. It's sad. It's just Dick Grayson, Robin. <sighs> the Robins. The Robins are my favorite Batman characters. Like all of them, all four of them. And then I guess, I guess I do have a favorite character. So the Bat family. If you don't know what the Bat family is, so Batman actually takes on so many like sidekicks and vigilantes. It's really, really funny. No one really knows why, but they call it they call all of his sidekicks and vigilantes and stuff. They call him a call them a part of the bat family and I guess and I would say that they're my favorite characters in DC to be honest I just love them so much but my favorite characters in the Bat family in the Batman series in the DC universe would probably have to be the four boy Robins and then my favorite out of them is Jason Todd so I guess at the end of the day Jason Todd is my favorite DC character that's kind of funny but they're just awesome and they're but yeah I think this will um wrap up The fifth episode, I'm going to say my goodbyes and break out the cat piano, because I have to do that every single time now. (gasps) Oh my gosh, I was showing my friends off, I was showing my friends my cat piano, and so it's downstairs, so I can't actually just reach over and grab it, I'm going to have to pause and go and get it, and I don't know why, but I just really don't want to, and now I just keep talking about it, and I should probably just pause the podcast and just go and do it, so I'm actually going to go do that now, and then I will be back with the cat piano, and then we can sing our goodbyes. Okay, so here we have the cat piano, because I'm back, I'm back, gotta turn it on. So, today was a very lighthearted episode, which I'm really happy about, and I'm glad I got to talk about some things that I really do enjoy, because I have been feeling very stressy today, and very, like, worked up for no reason, and honestly, I'm feeling so much happier now that I just basically got to boast about The Sims and Batman Lego for... (laughs) about 40 minutes so that's that's always exciting that's always good thank you guys for listening to me by the way I hope your day I hope your day went well or is going well or goes well depending on what time you're listening to this at and here we go into the capiana so because it was kind of more of a chill positive episode I think we'll go with uh the banjo I think I need to bring it closer to the mic one second okay let's see (gasps) the mic just tipped over okay Ah, ah, now i'm just knocking everything okay i think you guys can hear that yeah all right let's begin the sims 4 is a fun game And it can be progressive. We talked about Batman Lego briefly. It is a fun game too. Maybe one day I'll view it through a feminist lens. But for now, we didn't have enough time. And so that's it. That's the end. Whoa! (laughs) I think that was the best one so far. Like, I don't think any of my other outros compare to that. That was like a genuine kind of like a jingle. That was kind of good. Anyways... Follow me on Instagram if you feel like it, Feminist Podcast underscore, or you can follow me on my other Instagram, which is where I post some of my art. Uh, that is, what is that? It's called ZiggyO, Z-I-G-G-Z-I-G-G-Y-O-0-O. Follow me on TikTok if you want with the same handle, and then, yeah here's my podcast. This is the end. And I hope you have a great, wonderful day. And thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome and great. And thanks so much for your support. I like talking. (laughs) Adios!